Podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 12th, and you are tuned into episode 11. 11 go to heaven. 11 go to heaven. Guys, how are we feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, are we feeling good, Josh? Mm, After not everything? About no. Not, not about the Miami Dolphins. How I don't about like fantasy that. football? The hottest team in the league. We all won in fantasy. We're feeling good. And I will say, Kyle, if you're listening, probably not. Probably not. If, Kyle, you're listening, uh, even sure though you might have beat... Lincoln and Tom, I destroyed you. <laughs> At least one member of the film room podcast beat the eleventh place person. Did you put up a league. decent score against him? I think no. I put up like one twenty. I don't even remember. Bad. It was week one. My he team actually... was rusty. They just hadn't picked up a rhythm yet. So that we're that's what we're blaming it on. When we meet Kyle again, we feel good about the matchup. We, we almost like had we'll to there. change this this podcast name to the Kyle podcast. Yeah, the Primo podcast. Primo. Primo exactly. podcast. Yeah. I love it. Which a, a might primo. be better than the film room, but. We'll talk about that yeah. outside of here. That's we'll have him on sometime. Exactly. He deserves it, being two out of three of yeah. us. I've never heard him say more than ten words, so it'd be just funny just to have him here. Oh, just no, he'd be, a great, he'd be a great interview. Yeah, that'd be great. So, Josh, have you fully recovered from that, um, I, would you say, embarrassing? Uh, that's the one word I would use to describe Certainly it. Certainly The only word I would use to describe that game. Um, easily the worst uh, loss in Frank Reich's career as a head coach. Uh, the lowest that I've seen the Colts since three weeks before the season started. The Colts are proving critics right, I feel like. Colts step up to big-time games, they play well in big-time games, and then they play down to opponents, and then they lose against the Dolphins. Right, I mean, even the last three weeks, they played played down to Denver and almost lost uh, against against Denver. They they lose to Pittsburgh, uh, and then they lose against the Dolphins. Uh, But the... I I really don't want to make this into a big thing here where we just keep talking about kickers, but Adam and Terry no, 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 go. No, 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 Let's not talk about kickers. Let's just not talk about Let's kickers. Let's not talk you about kickers. You guys know who we're going to talk about. Oh, it's time, right? It's time, Jacoby's right? not Jacoby's not going to be ready next week. Hoyer can't do Hoyer it. Hoyer can't do anything. He can't get it done. He got signed from the practice squad. Chad Swag. Kelly. Swag oh. Kelly. Dynamic duo of himself because he's not only going to throw, he's also going to kick. Exactly. He can kick. I, I, he probably better, better he than Vinatieri. Oh, yeah. He kicks ass. Truly, sure. all jokes aside, mm-hmm. why not Swag yeah, Kelly over Brian Hoyer? I swear, take... he really does look a lot like Andrew Luck on the field. So I was watching his highlights this last season, and I, I couldn't I couldn't get my mind off him. Once again, tell I, the I wasn't trying yeah. to see Andrew Luck, but I saw him once again. I, I agree. I feel like there was zero reason as to why he shouldn't have benched Hoyer after the third pick. Like, what yeah. are you doing? I mean, he, And he probably realistically knows the offense better than Brian Hoyer. He right. was brought in late, there. and he's Swag Kelly was there all preseason. So. All training camp. Yeah. So. But, I mean... We think that Brissett's gonna be back next week. Yeah, from what I've yeah. from what I heard, uh, apparently Brissett wasn't very wasn't too happy about uh, being inactive for Sunday. He really wanted to play, felt he could play. Uh, it was a coach's decision, which is another thing that I'm very upset about. Not only is it that they didn't put Chad Kelly in, but it's that they didn't allow Jacoby Brissett to play. If anything, the way that I always saw this this game is I thought going into it, Brian Horace should have been able to beat him. Uh, but why? What? Why wouldn't you activate Jacoby Brissett as the backup? 
Yeah, worst case scenario, like he can at least step in to do that exactly. the, that last drive if, or whatever if, it if, needs to be. If Hoyer's able to do it, you know, all right, fine. Then you don't, you don't have to touch Jacoby Brissett at all. But in any case where, you know, Brissett feels he's good enough to to start, yeah. have him as a backup. And once Hoyer fucks it up, as yeah. he did, exactly. you, put it's your, time. you put your guy in there. Even though he's not 100%, he's his he's 80% safe. Is he's safe bad. behind one of the best offensive lines yeah. in football. Yeah. He he can drop back from the shotgun and get yeah. rid of the ball quick. But yeah, I, I think uh, hopefully going forward, knowing that Jacoby Brissett's going to be back this week, I hope uh, a divisional game against Jacksonville. So it's very important. Uh, but hopefully they just you know just cut Brian Hoyer, get rid of the twelve million dollars they're paying him. Probably and uh, just put Chad Kelly as as just the, the backup. Let him back him up. Okay. That's probably more than more talk than the Dolphins deserve. But credit to the Dolphins, the hottest team in the league, probably. Two wins in a row. So, uh, do you want to start with the game of the week or do we want to start somewhere else? Oh, I like the game of the week. Game of the Let's week. Go. Pretty yeah. obvious. That crazy, crazy Seahawks 49ers Monday night game. Pretty pedestrian looking score. 27 24. It doesn't shout out a crazy game like that. Maybe that Chiefs Rams game from last year on I was Monday about night. To say, it kind of reminded me a lot of like yeah, that game. But itself. that, it, I mean, it was just as back and forth whether the 49ers were making a huge play on defense, Jimmy Garoppolo actively trying to throw as many interceptions as he possibly <laughs> could, and the Seahawks dropping three or four easy ones, basically. But I mean, hell of a game. Russell Wilson. Firmly atop of that MVP discussion, I'd say. Oh, yeah, I think he is the number one. Yeah, right now. that's where I would put him. I think for the film room, we can all say, yeah, he is the number one. But I think we'd guy. also all agree. Would you take him or Lamar Jackson on your team right now? If, for, so I'm saying franchise for, 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 to, for, to start for the your, future to start uh, your franchise. I'm probably still gonna take Russell Wilson. I don't want to get too bogged down in the hype of what Lamar Jackson is, and this is certainly no negative towards Lamar Jackson. He's incredible, but. A proven Super Bowl winning MVP caliber quarterback for probably the next decade. Like for sure the next decade. We know Russell Wilson's arguably already a Hall of Famer. Lamar Jackson, fantastic. Could see him on that projection for sure, but just still not enough to to firmly state. I think I gotta disagree. I think if I'm if I'm starting it now, like as is, you know, you have Russell Wilson who's the highest paid quarterback in the league versus Lamar who's still in his rookie deal. Uh, I might, and also way younger. I might just see what Lamar Jackson has because I feel like maybe they don't have the same ceiling. I think Russell Wilson might have the higher ceiling. Yeah. But just there's just so much upside with with what's going to happen with uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, he could just blow up. We just don't know yet. And I kind of like knowing, or I kind of like not knowing yeah. what, what he's going to yeah. be. So he I feel like I would probably take Lamar Jackson. Nine, nine years, years younger. younger. Exactly. That's a pretty big difference. And I like the contract situation a little bit more so you can kind of build around him a little bit better. I feel Certainly. Like if I'm the GM... And I'm taking this guy with Russell Wilson with his contract versus Lamar Jackson with his contract. I might just go Lamar Jackson. Any quarterback on that rookie contract, when they blow up, this is this is the Ravens window. Yeah. This is this yeah. is the Chiefs window. This yeah. is the Texans window. You know, like they're gonna screw they that those, one up. They, these cheap quarterbacks, and they got to build big around them. Yeah. Or oh, the Cowboys. Russ does too. look yeah. better than ever. This is the last a year of the window for the Cowboys. Exactly. I just think Russ looks more athletic than ever. Probably. Did you see some of the, the tackles he, he was breaking last night? Yeah. He's he's Incredible. clearly a hundred percent. Very healthy. He can do anything he wants in the pocket. The thing that is so important, especially in these two guys, um, that makes such a talented player is they make everybody else so much better. Yeah. Like 
you're uh, Russell Wilson's turning Jacob Hollister into yeah. like a top tight end. He like, does look pretty good though. He does, right? Really tough after but the catch. Like, what is yeah. Jacob Hollister looking like if Mitch yeah. Trubisky is his quarterback or mm-hmm. if whoever is his Golf. quarterback? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Wilson's never really had weapons. I think he has the best weapons he's ever had probably yeah. now. now with, with DK Metcalf, Josh Gordon, Tyler Lockett, if he's healthy, I don't know. And, and if Hollister's as good yeah. as he's looked. Right. Yeah. We can also say the Chris same Carson, thing about Chris uh, Carson. Luke Wilson, who played with, for mm-hmm. the Seahawks and did absolutely nothing. So, I mean, yeah. I think yeah. we should definitely should give credit to uh, Jacob Hollister for being that guy. Yeah, he's stepping into a big role when Will Disley was emerging as yeah. in that same breath as Ertz and Kelsey and mm-hmm. all those guys and so it, it, plus they had the Bible narrative going on remember right. that yeah. no yeah no, Russell Wilson and Will Disley were a Bible study uh, had a Bible oh. study together so well there you the, go yeah the Bible narrative is big when you have the the Lord narrative on your oh, side yeah it, that it, connection is deep it builds a lot of a lot of momentum for sure yeah, God has the best quarterback rating. exactly go Hawks man <laughs> <laughs> but moving forward I mean if I'm realistic and the Bears aren't making the playoffs or anything like that, I love Russell Wilson. I love what he's been doing. If we had a true matchup of Ravens-Seahawks oh, in yeah. the Super Bowl, that would be one of the more exciting matchups. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities because I think Seahawks are in that top discussion of the mm-hmm. NFC, and then it's like Patriots, Ravens, and yeah, who I, else, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe two, three weeks ago, we made the argument that it was the Colts, but yeah, I'm not there anymore. Yeah, and talk about the Saints. Yeah, and that that's that's what I was gonna bring up next. Yeah. It's it's interesting what one really good team, the Ravens, did to one really bad team, the Bengals, blew them out of the water, and then the Saints, a very good team against the very bad Falcons. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened there? I don't know. What did, what did the Falcons do differently? Maybe they had a change in defensive coordinator. No, so yeah. Uh, Dan Quinn gave up his, his play, play calling, calling yeah. like right before the game started, which for de- defensive play calling. Right. It's kind of interesting that that happened. I felt like when when that was announced, uh, I was at work and I, I ran up to our, our buddy Bucky, and uh, and I told him, Hey, Dan Quinn just gave up play calling. This is his last game as head coach. I mean, maybe those guys like truly rallied for him because that's all that really <laughs> makes sense. Because the the right. Falcons don't have anything to play for at this point. Yeah. Like they're in a position. Or I mean, they're still there. They're in a position where they're looking to get a good draft pick. Like they could be in that top five, top eight categories, mm-hmm. and these wins aren't going to help them. But I mean, that's a rivalry game. That's a set everything to the side. That's they fucking hate each other. So they're going to play for pride right. big time in that type of game. And the Saints lost a lot of credibility in that game. Like yeah. to lose as bad as they lost, where their offense didn't score a touchdown again. I think that's the At third home, game. Too. That's the third right? game the the Saints haven't scored a touchdown. That's, that's wow. wild. Yeah. Granted, one, all of them were with Drew Brees. One of them was when he got hurt against the the Rams that one game. So he was out most of that game. But the other two were with Drew Brees as quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater was great. I'm not saying by any means Teddy Bridgewater needs to come back or anything. But it's something to, it's something to look at because I think we all saw the Saints as a top-tier NFC team. Yeah. I yeah. think Michael Thomas still had like 130 yeah. yards. They should have, just give him still. the ball every time. Exactly. Know? Still and, completely and unstoppable. Probably too. Just mix those two in. I don't know. Yeah, Seems like I, they got away from their two best players thrown to Jared Cook too much. Yeah. I, I don't want to get like too frantic for the future as far as the Saints goes into the playoffs, but it, is it, I feel like it's a lot kind of like what uh, what happened to Kansas City in Week 5 where the, the game script is finally out to how, how to beat them. Yeah. Is it out for the Saints as to how to beat that offense? Because, I mean, if you, if you shut them out to the point where they don't score a touchdown, it's... That's pretty concerning, and a lot of people are going to try to emulate what the Falcons did. Yeah. 
Speaking of Kansas City, that was one of the crazier games of the day. Kansas City versus uh, the Titans in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. It predominantly looked like a home game for the Chiefs, like completely filled with red all over the place. And the Titans, uh, I don't remember the guy's name, the guy who made the block on that final kick, yep. maybe the cleanest jump I've ever seen, as perfect as a jump can get. And to steal a win against the Chiefs like that, that was yeah. super, super impressive. Uh, weirdly enough, I think the Chiefs have four losses. Three out of those losses are from teams out of the AFC South. Hmm. Yeah. How's Tyree Kill doing? Tyree uh, Kill, he, played well. he still had a good game. Well, he got injured. Yeah, he, he got out pretty quickly after that. He yeah. back in. So he had 11 for 157. <laughs> and a touchdown. Yeah, he's a monster. He, yeah. He's just fine. But yeah, it did look like he hurt his shoulder early in that game. That same shoulder he had hurt earlier in the season, but he mm -hmm. came back. He looking yeah. strong. He pretty quickly came yeah. back in, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, hey, you got to watch out, man. Ryan Tannehill, 13 for 19, 181 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> no, but, but the real story is Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry was. What a great monster. 23, uh, 23 rushes for 188 yards. That dude, complete. I mean, we've known that the Chiefs, the yeah. Chiefs even has looked better recently. Yeah. But I mean, they're especially their run D is yeah. Swiss so cheese. They're, they're a big not time good. funnel defense. So check out this stat. They're um, they're 31st versus the run, but they're fifth versus the pass. Exactly. Actually, pretty decent versus the pass. Exactly. I mean, even Tannehill got almost 40 yards rushing. So I mean, when you're when you're able to do that. A guy who's not that mobile. Exactly, exactly. You got over 200 yards on the ground by himself and then almost 200 yards in the air. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. And so uh, I'll ask this question. Who, uh, who is most responsible for this? Did Kirk Cousins get his first primetime, his first big-time primetime win against the Cowboys? Did Dalvin Cook get this win? Did Jason Garrett lose this game? Or did Zeke lose this game? Jason Garrett lost this game. That's... that's Flat out, play calling was terrible. It was real bad. He just kept trying to pound Zeke over and over again when it just wasn't working. Yeah, Zeke. It's a really high-scoring game, right? Yeah, 28-24. Definitely hit the over in that one. Yeah, Zeke averaged under two and a half a carry and just was completely ineffective that whole game. Zeke's had some bad, some bad games this season. I think him sitting out that whole preseason and really, all the yeah. training camp and stuff really hurt him. But yeah, definitely credit to the Minnesota D-line, though, because they, they definitely shut him down. Right. But at the time, I, like, the reason I guess why I'm They might be him. another funnel defense. I mean, right. kind of low-key, but yeah. they, the Cowboys did pass all over him. Right. Definitely. Saw, exactly. yeah, Dak had almost everybody 400 had yards passing. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which kind of goes to show, like, it goes back to the play calling. Like, if you're going to be in the, you know, getting your scoring in the fourth quarter to win the game why are you pounding at the first two the first two plays of the drive like that just it's not working for you stop it do yeah. what works and win the game when you get into this groove of uh run run pass punt it just it gets demoralizing for a team and you just can't yeah. get out of it as a bears fan i know trust me and you need i mean i understand you're trying to get zeke going and it's important to get him going but i mean when Dak, when Dak is tearing up the secondary like he's doing let him do it you know Randall Cobb had a big game. Amari Cooper, who's had an incredible season, continues that pace. I mean, it's been super impressive. It's all Jason Witten territory also. Yeah, just, exactly. You have so many options there. But yeah. you do need to credit the Vikings. Dalvin Cook, right. he led the way in rushing, obviously. He had almost 100 yards rushing, and he had over 80 yards receiving. He led them in receiving as well. He's been, I mean... He, he's not going to be in that MVP category just yet. He's been as reliable as a running back in the league, though. He's been oh, fantastic yeah. this year. A huge 180 as to how he looked. Early he just couldn't career. get he just couldn't get healthy yeah, early in his healthy. career, and now yeah. he's finally healthy mm -hmm. and he's doing what they expected him to do. He was like a top ten pick, right? 
Something like that. Uh, first round, I think. I think he yeah. fell a little bit because there was some concern about his knee, I think, yeah. already. So he tore his ACL on like the second week of the season, in yep. his rookie season, and then the second year he struggled with a bunch of, I think, uh, sprains and loose yeah. tissue, which is pretty common in your second year recovering from an ACL. Mm-hmm. He's, takes two years. He's been he's been everything and more that they wanted him to be at this point. He's still leading the league in rushing, right? He is nine yards ahead of Christian McCaffrey right okay. now, but Christian McCaffrey has had a bye. Gotcha. And <laughs> probably destroying him in receiving yards. Yeah, I think I'm he sure. is destroying him in receiving. But that says a hell of a lot about Christian McCaffrey. He's Has a he... whole game behind, and he's only nine yards behind him. Did McCaffrey go for 1,000 and 1,000 last year? I'm sure he did, right? I think he did. I think yeah. his goal this year was 2,000 and 1,000. I think that's what he was saying yeah, going into the season. Crazy. That's uh, It's crazy that it's not unrealistic. Yeah, right. Like, it's crazy that he doesn't seem to wear down whatsoever. He's not that big of a guy. He just, yeah. I guess, has a really good awareness of where to... You know, put he his body knows not to get hurt. how to get hit. Yeah. He knows not to try and get those extra three yards along the sideline as he's being propped up while safety is going to come over and just clear yeah. him out. He's not going to take those hits. And, I mean, he's just he's as good as anybody, whether it's in between the tackles or outside the tackles. It's, yeah. it's crazy how good he is. I will say for fantasy-wise, I, I, I have Kittle in a couple of my leagues, and uh, obviously he got ruled out, well, got ruled doubtful the night before uh, mm-hmm. yeah. on Saturday. So I picked up Kyle Rudolph off waivers. Oh, worked dang. out. Beautiful. Nice. Worked out. Dude, I got screwed bad because I forgot to check my uh, lineups ahead of time. And so I had my uh, my tight end lock in my flex. So I couldn't. Oh. So I had to pivot off Kittle and add a new tight end. Because mm-hmm. I had Waller on my bench, but he was in my flex. Yeah. And he played on Thursday night. Yikes. Terrible. Can't, that's but a Thursday rookie mistake, night, man. man. Rookie Come mistake. On. Oh, yeah, it was for sure. But Too much to win? handle. Did you win? That's the one league I lost. Yeesh. I also had, so it would have been Christian Kirk would have been in my flex. And I nice. think he had like 200 yards and two touchdowns or something. If I could give any fantasy advice to any of our listeners, if you have questions about your current fantasy team, reach out to at Lincoln DFS. It was five minutes before the Cowboys Vikings game. I ha- I was down by eight points in my fantasy league and I had Josh Gordon in my starting spot. And I texted the group. I said, what do we think? Uh, Josh Gordon, Randall Cobb. And I listed about eight other guys. Like, who do we think can get me eight points? And Lincoln was like, I feel like Randall Cobb can get it this time. He put up almost 20 for me and got me a win. So any questions, don't talk to me. I won't speak for Josh, but definitely talk to Lincoln about that. He's your guy. I think we're all pretty good at fantasy here. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. We're at least seasoned veterans. Absolutely. At least been about it, for sure. Been playing for a long time. And I I go hard on the DFS every week. I haven't had a losing week all year. Didn't didn't last year either. NFL's easy money. Hell yeah. It's easy money on DraftKings. I've never played DFS. It's fun, man. DFS is a completely different animal. Yeah. I mean, football's not that bad because you have so much time to prepare and there's not that many injuries. Like, it's, it's fairly... You know, you know what's gets, gonna happen. Yeah. It, it's the most easy to predict. Right. In yeah. the NBA, you get late scratches every single night. Like there'll be five guys that were supposed to play that don't end up playing. Half hour before the game, and it's like, oh yeah. fuck, I gotta change something. Yeah, yeah cocky Leonard. You know, he just always exactly. Hard to scratch. Exactly. Like tonight, Load De'Aaron Fox. Now. De'Aaron Fox is sitting out, so I'm all in on Corey Joseph. There you he's go. He's gonna play 30 minutes, and he's minimum price. <laughs> what what do you think about the Clippers doing the whole load management? thing with Kawhi. It's going to be fine. They're so good. It yeah. doesn't even matter. They're a really deep what do you team. Think They're about, about to get Paul George back. What do you think about the NBA trying to s- step in and be like, he can't be doing load management because our fans are paying these tickets to go see Kawhi and right, all right. these things. Do you think that they the NBA has any place to step in and be like he has to play these nights? Uh, I think it should be up to the organization. Yeah. I really do. No yeah. one's paying these fans to be fans. Yeah. 
It, it, and, and as a fan, you need to be supportive of the player and what is, he wants for himself. You know? There is a, a side of it that I do understand, but I completely agree with you guys. It's about these guys who are being paid millions of dollars. These are commodities for these organizations. Like if Kawhi got hurt because he played back-to-back-to-back games, then the, the Clippers season is really going to be in jeopardy. But if you're a uh, Indiana Pacers fan or whatever, and we have one chance to see Kawhi, and we bought these tickets months and months in advance. Right. It would be a bit of a drag to have him not be at the game, but I mean, it just kind of comes with the ter- the territory. Right. Of, I mean, it's definitely a, it's definitely a bummer, uh, but I mean, it I've, comes I've, with it. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just it's just sports, you know. Like, I I bought well, my girlfriend bought me tickets to see the Colts, and I thought I was gonna see Andrew Luck, and no, I'm never gonna see Andrew Luck Aww. play. Yeah, Shame. you never know, man. Nah, he'll be back. I don't think he'll be with the. I don't think he'll play with the Colts, but I think he'll be back in two years, not three years. He'll be off the entire next season, and then I think he'll be back. No, he still has three not more next, years, including one this one. Oh, okay. Well, they so they extended Brissett. Do they? Could they just tell Andrew Luck like, okay, you're fine, like you can go wherever you want? I don't think so. I mean, you trade him. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah, you have him for three years, trade him. Yeah, you might as well. And, and see he what has you can to get. buy out of his contract if he wants to play for his Shocking dad. that they still gave him all that money. I can't believe they did that. No, I, I, I actually think I mean, it's I respect opposite. it, but... No, I, I, I think it's a lot like, hey, here's your money. In case. If you want to come back, here you go. So we Doors have open. good terms. That's fair. That's fair. Have y'all seen there's a, like a Captain Patrick Mahomes account now? I don't like there's that. There's a Captain yeah. Mitch there's account. A Mitch, there's is there? a Fitzpatrick yeah. one. Yeah, I don't like that either. They're just not the same. It, is it it's the just same not person, as genuine. It's probably someone ripping it off. I bet right? it's someone trying, yeah. to, trying to get that Twitter clout. 100%. Can't, yeah. It, it, it just doesn't stand up to the original. Yeah. For, for a while, there was a, a, a Andrew Luck mother account. Replying to all of <laughs> oh them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it, it Responding was, to the Andrew yeah. Luck Twitter. Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. it was just, it wasn't working yeah. and like no one liked it. It was great at the beginning. Hey, I was it was thinking, a fantastic idea. What would Andrew Luck have to do to make you think he would never play football again? Like if you saw a picture of him doing something, what would it have to be? I don't know. I mean honestly before he when he was out that whole two thousand seventeen mm-hmm. season, there was a a picture of him holding up two books because he has this whole Andrew Luck book club thing, <laughs> and he looked so skinny. Like, he looked crazy skinny. I mean, Andrew Luck yeah. usually is jacked. I could see him taking off a ton of weight. I mean, he doesn't need that football weight anymore. Right, exactly. But if he got super fat, he's like, oh, that'd he's be disheartening, especially because he's balding. See him like, yeah. That's a bad look. Fat he's, and balding. Yeah, he's got his shirt off. He's on the couch with like a bunch of beer cans all around him. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I think he'd still a, come back, man. He's still just he's the such man. an athlete. Like he has that kind he of He wouldn't mentality. let himself get to that. Exactly. He yeah. would never let yeah. him. But fat that. Andrew Luck is when I would know he's done. Yeah. That's or what if you saw him like having the time of his life as a scientist, like uh, working in <laughs> He's in a lab coat, just pouring yeah. potions with a big ass grin on his face. Yeah, he'd be done. Architect. Either way. He wanted to build stadiums. Rebar. All that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I miss you, Andrew Luck. Just Aww. if you're listening, if you're listening, and I'm sure you are. Yeah, Come on, yes. Yeah. All right, do y'all want to jump into the what you like, what you don't like of the week? Yeah, let's sure. do it. All right, Lincoln, you're okay. starting this week. You might have seen me talk about this earlier on Twitter. I don't like the death penalty. Okay, I'm gonna oh. say so. This is why I don't like the death penalty. I think there's a much better alternative. Uh, we turn these people into workers, basically slave workers, to contribute positively, positively to both, you know, and what work uh, the market, they do? the economy, and the society. I was thinking, I mean, the most simple and easy ideas go back to farm prisons. Yeah. So they're, you know, we've lost all the agriculture in general has like been taken over by large industries and big corporations. So if we had more of these farm prisons, it really would be more like a 
you know, like a little local. And what if they were to refuse to do the work? Well, it probably would happen. But yeah, we just, I'm sure you'd force them to work. Okay, but as somebody who, who's think, so against like big government and like kind of forcing people to work, is don't right. you think it's kind of like a lot of uh, nonviolent like drug like uh, weed crimes, you know, right. stuff like that. A lot of people are in there pending oh, yeah. uh, pending well, trial or whatever, and they're getting super screwed over by this. This, yeah. you know. Of course, idealistically, I would definitely get rid of all of those laws, non-violent right. laws whatsoever. Exactly. Right. The only things that are wrong to me is like stealing and violence. Right. You know. I agree. That's so complete. I mean, uh, <laughs> like, there's no. That's just a moral thing right. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there is a lot of people who. I mean, I, I feel like the the whole prison situation is kind of like a fucked. Kind of corporation oh, yeah. in and of itself. Private Absolutely. prisons the, is yeah, the most disgusting idea. I, I think they took over in the early nineties, right? Mm-hmm. Private prison industry took over in the early nineties. Yeah, Definitely I think really a couple states have completely banned them. Oh really? Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, it's, it's a, a movement recent movement, where, right? Yeah, it's okay, yeah. private prisons. Can't I still be a feel thing. like I'm pretty up in the air as far as death penalty goes because I, 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 I think if, if they want it, they they could be allowed to kill them. That's true. That's fair. Like if it's like, would you rather have the death penalty or would you rather work in the farms? Right. That's not because I've been seeing a, a lot of complaints. But I would honestly, I would want counseling as, and things like that too. Like, yeah, you know, you're most, still trying to make them yeah. a better person. Right, right. Yeah, because I feel out like of it. you know the American prison system. It's not about rehabilitation. Oh, no, no, absolutely no, not. not. Yeah, Where, not whatsoever. I mean, and then they learn how to be better criminals in prison. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. You're screwed because you can't get a good job when you get out. Right. And then you, yeah, like, what's your incentive to work? Yeah. Like you, you get you're given what two hundred dollars yeah. on a bus ticket. And, and the only way to make money is to probably yourself. make money illegally, like you probably exactly. were before. So it's, it's just kind of isn't it like fifty percent yeah. of former prisoners or whatever end up back in jail or something right, like because, that? It's I mean, crazy. Yeah. What do you, what can you do with the felony? Like yeah. you're screwed. I mean, and yeah. puts you in a bad spot. Say you do some you know some drug trafficking, nonviolent yeah. drug trafficking when you're eighteen years old. Your life is done. Fucked. Yeah. It's done. I really think a lot of it stems from like welfare and government housing, though. I really do because you become reliant on that. You know, if you get off welfare, if you get a job, then you're risking losing your welfare for like right. another year. I understand you know? that. So yeah. you have to stick on it, and the only way to make extra money is to make it illegally or under exactly. the table. Exactly, you're somehow. just stuck, like so, yeah. in a loop of where you just mm-hmm. can't get it's, out. It's of a it. dumb idea to get a job. Mm-hmm. It's literally worse for you. And this is where our boy Andrew Yang comes into play. Who? 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 is incentivizing prisoners or former felons to get jobs and he's even giving them their whole ubi uh incentive nice. but you only get the ubi is if you stay out of prison gotcha. and work that's amazing right. yeah. yeah i, I mean you gotta be a, you gotta be a functioning member of society right and yeah that's how you get it and that's, that's an awesome. incentive to stay out of prison yep. definitely that's perfect Which, it just there's so many incentives we could build into the government that makes so much sense yeah. like people talk about universal health care well we should start by making healthy food cheaper Exactly. It's it's so much more expensive to like try and go buy like a super healthy mm-hmm. meal than it is for me to just go go to McDonald's and order off the dollar menu or exactly. whatever. It's going to just going to clock up my arteries and kill me 20 30 years earlier, right, but way more good but hey, right now I'm not going to pay for that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Uh, but yeah, that's where I, I, I love Andrew Yang. Anything cool. else you like or do we want to jump to what you don't like? Uh yeah, y- y'all go. Y'all go. I'll think of something else. You go with oh, okay, something that I that I liked. Um the movie Jojo Rabbit. I, I almost saw that. I, I saw something else. We'll get into that. But go ahead, oh, Jojo shit, Rabbit. Did you? I did. Fuck. I yes, did. I'm so excited fantastic. to talk about that. <laughs> it was fantastic. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jojo Rabbit, I, I still don't want to spoil it for you because I still don't think you guys know exactly what the story's about. Someone spoiled the, the premise? basic premise, but okay. I still okay. don't know like anything. I want to know a little bit then. Can I yeah. know just something? I mean, Feel free. He, he knows the, oh, yeah. Actually, I'll let you explain it so that I know exactly From, what. So this okay. is like secondhand. So this is like thirdhand okay. retelling. Um. 
a child has an imaginary friend who is Hitler, but not like killing Jews Hitler. I was described to it as it's art school Hitler, where he's like fun. And oh, no, horrible. it's like it's not even art school Hitler. It's like Barney Hitler. Barney Hitler. It's like his Barney. imaginary friend is like <laughs> Barney, but like Hitler, like, like super friendly. Yeah, and, he's a yeah, super friendly guy. What? But it's a it's a ten year old Nazi because apparently in, in Nazi Germany you would get into the SS as like a ten year old. Like it's kind of like a scouts program. Okay. But that's when you start. So oh, he okay. thinks this okay. is all that like good things to be doing, gotcha. and he, he's kind of dealing with like moral dilemma. Yeah. And his imaginary friend so is, is this idealized who, version of Hitler. Who made Hitler. this movie? Uh, Taika Waititi. The okay. guy who made Thor Ragnarok. Uh, is this genuinely like a straight-up comedy? It's a satire. It's a, okay. it's a, yeah, like a political satire. And right. it's, it cracked me up. There's like a moment kind of towards the, the climax of this movie that I busted out laughing. Like I laughed way too loud, way louder than anyone should in a movie theater. <laughs> it's like super inappropriate <laughs> jokes that yes. like you it, shouldn't laugh at, but it's it, meant it to give like you that reaction, too, only you. Yeah. It was like a, ten, <laughs> a bad it, was like, it was like his best friend says this line towards the end of the movie that's like, way crossing the line of decency. Super like, overbear. But he says it in such a way that it sounds adorable that cracked me up. <laughs> nice. Won't spoil that for you guys. I'm you looking forward to it. I'm going to see movie. that hopefully this week. So yeah. is it getting a lot of hate from the movie critic industry? For no, being no, no. Like... It's getting a lot of... I mean, it, it's, a, it's a satire. So okay, yeah. I feel like satires, they, they usually get a pass. Yeah, even like... Like Inglorious Bastards right, and right. things like that. But at least they were killing the Nazis. Yeah, true. Yeah, but, but this I mean, isn't. I feel this like is this kind of almost like making it. light of it. No, no, no. It's the, I think it's the exact opposite. It's like, okay. uh, I mean, something that that you and I have a lot of conversations about is is influence and you know like how people are are view how they view uh, situations that they're in. Like North yeah. Korea doesn't think that you know King Jong Il is like this crazy bad guy they think he's a yeah. good person right they think he's so, god so in a, exactly so you're kind of seeing this this 10 year old's uh, idealized version of what hitler is and he thinks it's good but everything around him i mean the film itself is showing this kid's positive perspective on hitler but it's also at the same time showing you no it's actually not that so there's like this moral okay, dilemma yeah. that you're yeah. kind of seeing so it's about influence and stuff so it's it's very layered in that in that sense and where's I, I, he I from the director you know uh, australia okay. and what's funny is uh there's a there's Thing that he did uh somebody t from germany tweeted taika why uh why did germany why is germany's release date so late like compared to everybody else's and he just replied you know what happened <laughs> which i thought was great we got to prepare you guys a little bit yeah. more before no, like, we we let know. this out this is your fault <laughs> yeah yeah anything else you like this week uh no i'll let you go to and then we'll just go All around right. as far I, as what we'd like i got a couple we'll jump into what you're excited to talk about at the end what i do like uh, I love Lamar Jackson and his uh, super cool guy shades. Did you see him on the sidelines after? Yeah. He had the coolest, coolest, like, all-around-the-face shades. The <laughs> absolute look of a badass MVP who is going to take this crown, maybe from Russell Wilson. I'm very, very excited to see what else he does this I love year. this race. I know. It's it's super enticing. I mean, even you can even throw McCaffrey in there between these three guys. It's super exciting. Uh, another thing I like... Snow games, having snow back in the in the slate. That beautiful, the ending of that Panthers Packers game, like, was the most aesthetically pleasing thing in the world. So having inclement weather and things like that back in in sports, having that uh, that option now is super super exciting. I love the way it looks, but I kind of hate how it limits the game. It changes the, everything. Yeah. It changes everything it's, for it's sure. More likely to have turnovers and kind of exciting exactly. games like that. But I like the long down the field. Plays those and stuff, drives you know? and everything you just pass the ball less is what happens it makes they it harder to more. be more methodical as far as like a play caller and i just True. think it, it makes it it just throws a wrench into the whole game exactly That's true. yeah 
And so harder the, to predict for me as a DFS player. Right. More difficult. <laughs> Avoid. Uh, the number one thing I do like this week, I finally got around to seeing the movie Parasite. Great. It was, wow. I mean, I went into that with a super, super blank slate. I didn't know much about it. Do we want to, like, talk yeah, about I wanna it? Yeah, I want to know a little bit about this, Let's too. talk about it. Okay, we bit. can talk oh, about it. So, pause this and fast forward for, like, two or three minutes if you don't want to hear this. <laughs> so, Parasite was the movie. Uh, this movie about this guy who, I mean, it's all, it's in Korean, it's right? In, it's in Korean. Yeah. yeah. So it's a foreign film, foreign language film about this guy who basically becomes the uh, English teacher, for, like this tutor for a very, very well-off family, and he's like from the slums, basically. Mm -hmm. You're gonna go on from here. Yeah, uh, and basically, him and his family. So he has a, a sister and, and his two parents, and they're both trying to trying to figure out a way to get money. So they're they're both kind of trying to scam their way. And uh, the way this guy gets in is that his friend. Uh, he tells him, hey, you know, I'm gonna be going off, but I don't want one of you know my other friends to kind of get in with the family for a really creepy reason that I won't get into. Uh, I, can you just act like you're teaching you know this this little girl English? And then while he's in there, he kind of starts seeing areas in which his family can also go in there. So so the the he's teaching this family's uh, daughter English or he's tutoring her, and uh, the mom tells him, oh, I'm looking for a uh, an art teacher for my for my like child son. And she's like. He goes, oh, I know this girl who might, who'd be great for this. She's super talented. She studied in Chicago, stuff like that. But it's his sister who basically grew up in the same situation as them. So slowly but surely, they kind of the whole move, family, the whole family starts working has for a them. new role in this family's life. And gotcha. like to their knowledge, they have no clue who they are. Right. <laughs> they, like everybody is just a stranger to mm -hmm. one another. Yeah, and then and then it, 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 the midpoint of the movie, it just throws a huge wrench into the, like their scam, but also just like the fucked up nature of things like, start everything falling apart within their whole plan and everything, and it's going like so smoothly, and things are looking really good for this family finally, and then it just starts falling apart in like a way nobody would have expected. Mm -hmm. It like. I won't I, I won't get too deep into spoilers cool. like th to this point, but like the scene where they go down the stairs and you see the the, right. the other woman just Crazy. propped up against the wall. I was like, what the fuck is going yep. on right now? You you'll have to see it yourself. Okay. It was truly one of the most crazy moments yeah, and it, it was super super great it's one of those movies that like you're watching it and even in the first half where you're seeing this family scan this family you're kind of feeling like this is going too well like something's yeah, gonna happen something bad has to happen yeah. was this movie released as an alternative name uh in korea or wherever well i mean I'm it's, sure I it was. It's, it's released as parasite in korea like, okay it, it's, it's just the same name. direct okay. transition i think like the way that parasite is written in korean is like a couple like words together because it's all characters and stuff right right yeah. and uh and i think it's like it's related to the name of like family or something like that yeah. it, it's pretty it's pretty but yeah and, and then in the second half of the movie it, it completely zags when you think it's gonna zig absolutely and, and yeah i don't think we should get too into spoilers in right. that sense but it was i mean just everything you thought might happen i was wrong about so i mean it was a, a roller coaster Super, super good movie. One of the most exciting movies I've seen in a while. I just realized I started yet. watching Parasite online, but it was under a different name, I swear. Really? really? But so I saw like the first probably 10 minutes or so, like when they're folding the pizza boxes and yeah, stuff yeah, in the yeah, tiny yeah. little yes. apartment. Yeah. And this modern home. They had like just arrived there and he started tutoring the little girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was pretty hard to follow. I thought this, I think the subtitles I was watching on this uh, link were off. terrible. Yeah. Like they were, it was probably an automatically computer generated mm -hmm. subtitle translator. Yeah. So it was really off and I couldn't understand the humor really. It seemed funny, but I know it's, it's, it's a really funny. 
funny movie. Yeah, yeah. definitely. There's great. There, I mean, the all dad aspects seemed really of funny it. to me. Yeah, funny. Very, very yeah, funny. like super dry. Okay. Yeah, it was really good. It's, it's a very, very good movie. My favorite Mu- movie. A must watch. Time. Yeah, best movie I've seen this year for sure. For sure. Can't wait to watch it with better subtitles, man. Yeah, yeah that's to. the thing about links. A lot of times they are computer generated, not like yeah. the ones that y'all would see in the movie yeah. theater. It try to watch that it was like the first time I've watched a true like foreign film in theaters in probably quite some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched like Roma, and you you've recently given me a, a few foreign films, but I mean that was incredible. It was super super good. Yeah, loved it. Um, I'll throw a couple quick what I don't like of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a few, uh, two words on this one. Jimmy G. And there, dude's garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he threw some good passes, but he threw some really bad ones. He too. should have been picked off about eighteen times. Yeah. In that I game. think he. So they they announced him at the comment that he's good and man to man. Yeah, he really is. Like when he knows who he's going to, and the guy's just one on one. There's no one else making press coverage or anything. He does make a good. Throw, in that but. in that last drive of the fourth quarter, when they got down into field goal range, the the start of that drive was so frustrating, where he was just chucking balls down the field and like. Yeah not really getting close and almost getting intercepted. And then he realizes, like, just ding and dug to, like, Tevin Coleman yeah. and other people like Debo's that. fucking good. And exactly. And then they made their way down the field. If he just realizes his own limitations, right. the 49ers can go a long way. Right. If he's trying to be Mar yeah. Jackson, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson, whoever, and there's is going to be a There's a lot of quarterbacks problem. like that. Exactly. It's just a matter of understanding who you are. Like exactly. You're saying, yeah. If, yeah. if you have that awareness, your yeah. team is going to be much better. I think Ryan Tannehill is like that. Yeah. Probably Kirk Cousins to an extent, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could see that person um, last year. What I don't like, probably my favorite story of the week, uh, Dion Waiters being a fucking narc. Did you guys hear what Dion Waiters did this week? No. Yeah. Oh, I my gosh. So it was first reported that he had a seizure on the team plane. But what really happened is he took too many edibles on the flight had a panic attack and passed out on the flight. They had to like emergency land the flight, ambulances and everything like that. He came out and said that a teammate gave him the edibles, but he wouldn't name the teammate. <laughs> like, why would you even say that, dude? Ridiculous. That, so, I mean, Dion Waiters, learn to hold your weed. Seriously, as as somebody who, not to criminalize myself, has taken an edible on an airplane in california though yeah uh vegas it, it's still legal um <laughs> i mean where i took it it was legal where i landed it whatever but <laughs> taking an edible on a plane sounds like a really great idea but that was the worst fucking experience of my life going through security and all that shit <laughs> way 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 too baked on an edible it yeah. was awful and then it, it'll take away your high though. You won't be high by the end of it, probably. Right? Oh, then what's the I was super fucked up. What's the fun? Land? You're like not high. Yeah, yeah. and then I'll edibles not... don't do anything to me, dude. For real, I don't know uh, why. I think it probably stems from I, I have like really stomach problems. Like, if, if y'all don't know out there, I have a I'm gluten intolerant. I'd really like to give you a a true yeah. like California edible. So it, I I mean, it would, I, it would one time we bought dangerous. cookies from Denver. They're definitely like you know legal. I bought from a recreational yeah store. And I probably had 10 of them on one, while I was driving. Honestly, I didn't feel a thing. Mm-hmm. But I uh, was smoking a lot of marijuana at the time. Yeah, so it, that, so that levels you out almost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Didn't affect me, man. I didn't yeah. even feel yeah. it. It okay. tasted pretty good, though. Last thing I don't like. Uh, today there was a report that came out that, uh, I mean, there's been rumors about this, but the Astros basically confirmed to be stealing signs throughout, over the last few years, actually. The Yankees complained about it a lot during the postseason, saying they were hearing, like, specific whistles or whatever it may be. 
And then there was uh, there's a pitcher for the White Sox. His name's Danny Farqua. You'll remember he actually got hit by a foul ball. He almost died, actually. Not this previous season, the one before that. He got hit by a foul ball. Seriously, almost died. It was terrifying. But he pulled up evidence himself, posted a video on Twitter. And, it, I mean, it's it's gone semi-viral of clear and obvious cheating of the Astros. I'll retweet it from the Film Room Podcast Twitter account. So if you guys want to check it out there. But, it, it I mean, it was just absolutely blatant cheating and i mean i understand cheating happens and stuff but cheating and stealing pitching signs and things like that that's probably too far in baseball crazy man yeah i knew they were doing something i thought it had something to do with like the grip they, on the I, ball because all the pitches were playing so great but again i don't know how long they were doing this either and there was a statistic that like um so basically what they, they were stealing signs of like whether it was going to be an off-speed pitch or a fastball. They couldn't tell necessarily if it was like a curveball or a splitter or a changeup or whatever it may be, but something was taken off the ball. So they, they could anticipate that. Yeah. So, I and mean, also, if you, if you watch a catcher, they always put their glove where the pitch is going to be. The yeah. batter just doesn't see it because it's behind him and he's looking at the pitch coming towards him. Exactly. So, so you can tell him where it's going in the box, too. It was so quick because it was the, the catcher would put it three fingers down or whatever it is for a changeup. Um, the camera had to have picked that up and immediately notified somebody in the Astros dugout that they were that they were going to be throwing a changeup, and then immediately the signal went off and let the batter know that it was going to be a changeup or it was going to be a fastball or whatever it was. So I mean, it was a real elaborate scheme, but I mean, super fucked up that the Astros are even doing. Yeah, there's that. no way that that wasn't like some sort of like multi-person conspiracy. Exactly, exactly, and I mean. It brings into question the validation of the Astros World Series. I mean, yeah. they're not going to go back and take the ring away. Like, obviously, they'll have that forever. But, I mean, if yeah. this is the type of organization that the Astros are, yeah. wait, you so lose I will say the they've been. They no, this, the, the, the thing that happened to the White Sox happened last season. Oh. And so I don't okay. think they won. No, they the didn't. Red Sox won last season. Yeah. And then yeah, the, the Astros before. won the previous. So yeah. it went. Astros, Red Sox, yeah. and the Nationals. Yeah, season. I don't know about the last three seasons, but the Astros were the best hitting team in the league yeah. this season too. And though. they were, so they, were. Subs- they were drawing substantially more walks than any team in the <laughs> league. So that if you're if you're guessing a fastball or yep. or, a, or a changeup or whatever, changeups are probably more likely to be out of the zone than what a fastball yep. would be. Wouldn't it just be easier to do like in ear pieces? That's too obvious. Is it though? I mean, if you see uh, if an ump, can I mean, you see, have you have a you have a helmet true. on you. If you yeah. do kind of like, I mean, a really small in ear piece, that might be easier. We than were talking about that. Maybe Tom Brady has that or something. They're like, because he has, it seems to have eyes in the back of his head. He just knows when somebody's coming, yeah. knows which yeah. way to go. So if someone's telling you, hey, move to the left, yeah, that could go a long yeah. way. And how are they going to track that? Right. Especially for baseball, there's so many moving guys. Yeah. I mean, exactly. there's helmets but on But I mean, them. so I don't know if you guys remember what happened to Sammy Sosa when he got found out for his corked bat. Basically, what he was doing was drilling a big hole in the middle of his bat, filling it with corks and it basically made the ball spring off the bat more wow. and uh so the way they found out about that was he i mean he like fouled off a ball and it shattered the bat and the bat was everywhere and the <laughs> ump picked it up and was like whoa this bat isn't normal and they got it looked at and it turned out it was a cork bat and he got thrown out of the game so oh, basically man. what i could see happening is like a guy like i don't know like jose altuve having that earpiece in he hits a double to the gap and he's speeding around first base his, I mean, it happens to a bunch of guys, maybe with like a lot of hair. Generally, their helmets fly off. They dive into first, and then the thing falls out of their ear. And then the dude on second or short or whatever is like, "What the fuck is that thing yeah. on the ground?" That's how they could get caught totally theoretically. Right. But it is a. Uh, they think over time slope. they've probably you know mastered a lot of the technology, especially yeah. with like yeah. in the bat. You talk about. I don't know if they've done that, but they could. Yeah. 
And the juiced ball thing's hilarious to me because yeah. they just they just let that fly. They didn't well, even care. The theory it's good is, for the league. The theory is they got rid of the juice balls in the playoffs. Oh, really? The home runs were down substantially in the playoffs because they wanted more of these grinded out duels because it, it I mean some would say it's more exciting baseball when the game's close opposed to just home right. run after it's home It's more run natural. Run. Exactly. I mean it's what the game is supposed to be. So, I don't know. The baseball baseball is super shady. It seems like one of the easier sports to kind of fix, especially right. just bad and basketball. There's yeah, I mean there's so many there's so many individuals whether it's the pitcher that day or the umpire that day. Yeah. Or the ref in basketball, or Kobe, or whoever, LeBron, whatever, or a playoff team can change out a game for the series. They yeah. could change so much just based on one person mm-hmm. in the game, you know. Yep. So who knows about that? I don't like that. Yeah, there's a million plays in a baseball game, but there's only a couple things going on in each mm-hmm. of those plays. So it's really easy to kind of isolate and figure out what's going on and find out mm-hmm. strategies. To Pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes it interesting, like uh, for somebody like us who like likes to look into things that deep you know it yeah. makes it fun Conspiracies, for a different you know? reason exactly but still i mean it, it definitely takes away the integrity of the game itself um anything I, you guys don't like this week i i will do this real quick um but i'm just gonna kind of mention to my this is my what i don't like and my intervention is to cult organization right now uh i don't like brian hoyer even though it's funny that he was my what i like of the week last year yep. last week because he actually put up three touchdowns against the Steelers. but i respect you Right, uh, calling yourself out on that. Yeah, that was a that was a bad call. My, I mean, not. I mean, I'm not gonna say it was a bad call. Last week he he definitely played well, but this week, you know, starting he looked bad. But uh, again, Brissett for all three practices he was the starter, and then yeah. Saturday they decided okay he's not playing. So Hoyer didn't have any first team reps at all this week in play and in, uh, in practice. You throw him in the game, uh, he clearly doesn't show anything and then you don't sub them out for somebody who could have been better like chad kelly somebody they don't have tape on much like what happened in pittsburgh and then uh another missed opportunity is just getting rid of adam Minitary. i know i said last week adam Minitary is a lot like a check engine sign on your car eventually it's just going to give out on you yep and once again he just kind of screwed the game over for the colts so um yeah the colts could have one win uh, sorry, one, one loss, loss at this point. At this point in the season, they could have like they could have been one of those top two teams, mm. even with you know Brissett. They'd be out. undefeated with swag in there, probably. They, yeah, probably. He'd run Brissett two... probably should have just got cut the moment Andrew Luck retired and just crowned swag. <laughs> yeah. or, I yeah, really do think he, he'd run good. for forty yards a game. I think at least. <laughs> I really do think he would. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like Chad Kelly, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm actually really, really disappointed in the Colts organization finally they're bringing in uh, I think Elliot Fry was in the building yep. today Greg he, Joseph was in the building former he, he's the one who lost out to uh, Eddie Pinheiro mm-hmm. for the Bears so we'll have to see uh, I, I know that just the argument they were saying is no, nobody coming off uh, coming off the streaks is going to be better than Vinatieri but fuck yeah. man I, I at this point Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri is not on the Colts if his name's not Adam Vinatieri right yeah I agree with that so yeah that's just my intervention and my what I don't like I'm just I'm just irritated as a Colts fan and uh and I think this is the the lowest it's been for for quite a while, as far as playing goes. And I'm not. I mean, Andrew Luck's retirement was devastating. Yeah. Uh, long shower that I took that night. <laughs> but yeah, I got one more. What I like and I don't like, and to talk a little basketball too, just for a second. It's uh, Greg Popovich. I like him. I don't know if y'all saw last night. The Kyle night. Anderson yeah, thing. Yeah, the Kyle Anderson like, thing was fuck hilarious. You, fuck He's you. Like, hey Kyle. Hey Kyle. Hey Kyle. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but then they gave a hug. That was, that, yeah. I mean, that's so typical sure Pop. That's fantastic. Thing, yeah. yeah, I love that. But I also don't like Pop because he's not playing our best players. He's not 
playing Derek White enough or not playing Lonnie Walker Spurs at all. Spurs were favored by 11 and a half last night, and they lost yeah. outright. And also, I you've probably heard him talk about this a lot, but it, Brandon Clark was my favorite player probably going into the draft. He was my number two guy after Zion, and we could have drafted him at 20. We passed on him. We went to the Grizzlies. That's who we played last night. And he dominated? Oh, yeah. Well, I know in the first 18 minutes, he went six for seven, had like 14 points and eight boards. I mean, if a rookie is ever putting up 14 points, especially at the 19th pick or whatever it's at, that's more than you can ask for. He was the Summer League MVP. Yeah. They won the championship. Lincoln, you should be the GM of the... I, I would love to work for you, R.C. Buford. Um, I think you're actually amazing at your job. You Wingo might have Wolf. a little too much love for European prospects, hence why you drafted <laughs> Lucas Samanich instead of my boy Brandon Clark, arguably like the third we'll most efficient that. college basketball player of all time. We'll tighten up that resume after the pod, and we'll send it yeah. over to the I get to the it, honestly, too, because they, they see it from a different perspective. Lucas Samanich is like 18 years old. Brandon Clark, I think, was like a fifth-year senior. He went to Arizona yeah. State, then transferred to Gonzaga. More so, upside, yeah, but they, you know what you got, at least. Right, they love that upside. But Brandon Clark, seriously, one of the most efficient college basketball players ever. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw in, uh, now that we're on the topic of basketball, one what I don't like, more what I feel really sad about, uh, Gordon Hayward. Uh, he broke oh, his, yeah. he broke his hand just like Steph broke his hand. He was having a ma- – He was, I mean, he was off to a great start. He was 19-7-4 for the season. He had been actually getting back to what Gordon Hayward was in those Utah Jazz days, so that's sad to see that yeah. happen to him, but hopefully he can still manage yeah, to come back. back. Yeah. That was a terrible injury his first year mm-hmm. in Boston. I don't oh, think this one's gosh. not too bad. No, so just, he's going to be out a couple months again. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully he'll be back. back. Yeah. yeah, I think Celtics look good. Tatum looks better than ever. For sure. He, he's they're, really they're still going to be a good team. Jalen Brown's still, playing great. They'll be able to hold up the, the ship while yep. uh, Gordon's out. All right, real quick, let's dive into a bit of a Week 11 talk. Uh, just mm-hmm. before we get out of here, we'll highlight three games, do our lines, do our over-unders, and all that jazz. And uh, we'll start with what I would probably say is the game of the week. Uh, Texans at Ravens, uh, probably a long shot. Uh, Deshaun Watson, we can't forget about him in this MVP discussion. He's been as good as anybody at, at the quarterback position going against uh, a Front runner, top three guy for MVP at Lamar Jackson. Uh, Ravens open at home as a four and a half point favorite with the over under set at 49 and a half. Woo, that's a high scoring game. Yeah. Right I there, think man. this is very important for Deshaun Watson to kind of prove that he would be in the conversation for. Uh, yeah, for this is a big game for him. This is yep. the, probably the biggest game for him to prove that. Yeah, uh, other than his playoff games, probably one of the bigger games of his career. He needs right. some secondary options. I don't know what the status is on like Kiki Cutie or Will Fuller. I think but Will I think... Fuller's back. Okay. I think he'll be back this week. Yeah. Yeah. Fuller's been so disappointing. Yeah. He's had a few boom as, as a career. As a, in a career. Yeah, right. he's hurt constantly. He had one giant game this year. I right? didn't yeah. have like 200-something yards yeah, and three exactly. touchdowns in one Something game. Something crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, personally, I, th- I mean, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, I'm not the biggest Texas fan uh, for biased reasons. Yep, it's fair. Uh, but uh, so the line is at... Um, four and a half. Ravens are favored by four and a half. All right. Then I will take the Ravens. Okay. Yeah. And I'll take the over. The, the over being uh, 49 and a half. 49 and a half, absolutely. Oh, sorry, the line being... Uh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah you got it. All right. I echo. I echo. Damn it. I wanted to be different, right. but yeah, that's what I was already thinking too. You know, I was leaning that Ravens in the over. Um, I don't want to do it though. I'm going to... I'm I'm just going to be... I'm just going to be different. I'm going to take the Texans in the under just to try and get ahead of you guys a little bit. Yeah. I think... Oh, uh, yeah. I haven't calculated all of our numbers. I think I'm a little ahead in, in, oh, yeah. in our betting this I think you are so for sure. far. But um, trying to trying to stretch that lead just based on that. 
All right, uh, move on to the next game. Uh, Super Bowl rematch from a couple years ago, the Philly Philly special. Uh, the Patriots at the Eagles. Patriots uh, on the road, favored by three and a half. So Patriots minus three and a half, and the over under set at forty four and a half. Um, I think this is a massive, massive game for the Eagles. Obviously, they've been as up and down as anybody this year. Big wins, big losses. And uh, the Patriots coming to town, obviously, always a big deal for whoever's mm -hmm. playing the Patriots. So Patriots coming off a bye, right? Patriots coming off a bye. And a loss. I don't have yep, the, only loss. the stats in front of me, but I would imagine Bill Belichick is about, yeah. what, 30-0 and 0 coming yeah. off a bye when he has two weeks to plan. Yeah. Yep. So I, I give I give the Patriots a big time edge in this game, just the fact that they're the Patriots. And mm -hmm. until the Patriots tell me different, I think the Patriots are the best team in the league. And uh, I think they handle the Eagles pretty comfortably, even on the road. So I'll take the Patriots to cover. And uh, I'll take the over. I feel like there's going to be some points scored in this God, game for God sure. Damn it. Yes, I mean, saying right? it's hard to get away from that. Yeah. All right, so you got that one. I mean, yeah, to reiterate what you're saying about Bill Belichick, I mean, uh, just anybody who's facing Bill Belichick after a loss, they're mm -hmm. going to get their ass whooped. Yeah. Patriots don't lose two in a row. Right. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to I'm gonna take the Patriots, but I will take the under just to be different. Okay. So you're going to take Patriots in the over, Lincoln? The under's not a bad move either because I don't see – I could see, you know, Philly getting close to shut out. Yeah. Philly the Patriots might, had just about Patriots shut out everyone before been, this last week. Patriots defense has been the best D in the league basically. Yeah. So the under's not a horrible move. But I'll take the over. Okay. Yeah, I'll take the over. Passing I think over. it favors the Patriots pretty well in the yeah. passing game, especially. I don't know if Philly's in the top funnel defenses, but they're up there. They, yeah. they stop the run pretty well, and they're terrible against the pass. So. Okay. And um, just because I'm a little biased and I'm the one who picks these games, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna talk about the Monday night or the Sunday night matchup. Uh, Bears in LA against the Rams. The Rams are seven point favorites, and just like the Bears have always. Uh, a really low over-under at 41.5. And, and I'm sure the Rams over-under uh, has probably gone up and down throughout this year. This, the Rams offense hasn't been spectacular. Didn't show up basically at all against the Steelers. Granted, the Steelers have been playing really good football, even with Mason Rudolph at the helm. That defense is super, super legit. So this will be a really interesting game. I think um, I have fully committed myself to the Bears being back if they win this game. If the Bears win this game, they're mm -hmm. in that playoff hunt. Again, they can really make a move. They got the Giants and then the Lions right after that. So they get a four-game winning streak, get to seven and five. They're in that, they're in the mix. That's all I'm asking for. So I think it starts here. It starts in LA. Mitch Trubisky has a good game. Not only do the Bears cover the seven, but the Bears win outright. And Mitch has a good ass game, and we get the over as well. So the Bears and the over. So you love Mitch again, right? I'm fully on Mitch. Yeah. Full, no, not. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. To be, to be honest, he played. He played very. He played much better than yeah. he played. He's played over these last. Is he one few of those weeks. quarterbacks he, that just needs to know who he is? Yes, Mitch is the exactly. That's who mm. I was going to bring up in that segment too. Mitch needs to understand that he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's not even going to be Dak, where he's throwing for randomly 300, 350 yards. He just doesn't do that. He needs to manage the game. He needs yeah. to keep it all together. These nice little slant routes, these little outs. I mean, he's made a few good passes, to Allen Robinson down the field. He, if Allen Robinson had a competent quarterback. It, yeah. As his quarterback, Allen Robinson would be a top 
five, six receiver in this league. That I'm super sold on that. He's been dominant even in the shitty ass offense. And so probably getting the majority of the attention from defenses gets, too. And, right? and yeah. I mean, he Heavy gets majority. he probably gets sixty percent of targets. I'd wow. say. I mean, yeah. Mitch loves him. Oh, he only throws it to him. It's crazy. But yeah, I'll take the Bears in the over. I feel good about it. I'm gonna do the exact opposite. Okay. And uh, so yeah, Rams Fuck in the you. under. But my whole thing is simply because I feel like even in this past game where they won, the Bears took a while to get the ball rolling. Absolutely. They, they started with three three and outs. And right. So I, I could see the Rams kind of taking an early lead and just kind of, you know, playing it safe. Because the Rams' defense is legit. Very good. Very so good I feel like sure. they could shut down. I mean, I feel like the Rams' defense is, I, I don't want to say miles ahead of Detroit, but they're... Oh, they ahead. are. No, the, the Detroit has the worst defense in the league. Do the, they? Really? They, yes. Their, their defense is putrid it's awful okay so i mean i think mitch in the same aspect of he just needs to do what he he's good at Mm -hmm. mitch needs to be playing with confidence and when mitch plays with confidence he plays better so he built a little bit of confidence in this game so hopefully he he has confidence going into the next game i i just see the rams just taking a a early lead i mean like you and i talked about earlier it's just one of those games that's a must win for both teams absolutely Uh, and I'm, Whoever loses, yeah. it's done for them. It's done exactly. So yeah. I feel like the I feel like the Rams are just gonna take an early lead and, and just pump that ball. I can see that. I can see it. And to be different from both of y'all, I'm gonna take the Rams in the over. Rams in the over. Yeah. That's fair. But it, it it was a really tough decision for me. I feel like if the if the Rams win, it'll hit the over, because they'll I don't know. It's a tough. It's 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 two really good. And a half it's two low. really good defenses. Right. And I mean, granted, like Khalil Mack has been completely silenced mm-hmm. ever since Akeem Hicks went out. He he literally has had one sack sent in the last five games. He's had one sack, and the Bears just aren't turning the ball over at a good clip as good as they were last year. So, so the Rams' offensive line is real banged up. We yeah, talked about that real earlier, banged up. Right? Brandon Cooks is going to be out of this game as well. So maybe Cooper Cup again gets kind yeah. of shut down. He gets kind of bracketed where we need to stop him. Let Robert Woods beat us. Let uh, the tight end. They do have, yeah, Josh beat Reynolds us. and Gerald Everett. They have quite a few weapons. Yeah, for sure. I think, for sure. Yeah, Goff is just terrible under pressure. Yeah, Goff that, is very. That's, that's very another bad. thing I was going to bring up. I feel like Goff is a lot like Mitch Trubisky, where they can both be really good in this game or very terrible in this yep. game. That's the that's the one yeah. reason I took the under. Goff certainly has the higher ceiling to be better in this game than what Trubisky does, but I mean their floor is about the same. Mm-hmm. Like where they could each just totally shit the bed and right. not show up at all to this game. I feel pretty good about that under. We probably should be looking at the weather in some of these. It could be snowing. Yeah, know? definitely. Oh, yeah. Texans Ravens could be nasty weather. Same with the Eagles game, but we didn't do that research, so that gone, baby. Yeah. Oh well. Well, you guys do your own research. You should listen to our, uh, specifically my bets because I'm the best at this shit. Um, yeah, but do whatever you want to do. Lose your lose your money just like uh, I'm probably gonna lose my money in this because I probably I probably didn't do good. This I week. lose a lot of money. Yeah, for sure. Like I did this week. Happens. Ooh, Some people good are good at finding money, like our friend James at work. Yeah, just finds money all the time. I won twenty dollars on a scratch off today. Five dollars scratch off. Nice. Oh, good let's yeah, go, man. Let's yeah. go get some food or something. Then. I. Filled it. I filled my tank with gas. Oh, you know, gas? Free, free $20 worth of gas. Bro, we're your friends. Next time. You feel, how about you fill us up with gas? Yeah. That's a new energy drink. G-A-Z. All right. And it's All sponsored right. this podcast. <laughs> I guess there is one thing we didn't talk sponsored about. Sponsored by gas. <laughs> Since we lost our Kmart sponsorship. Yeah, we, we lost it. Yeah, we, we did? Didn't. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't think we promoted that. it last week. Yeah. So I, said, they, I said fuck too many times in the last week. What's podcast. cooler? Do we sponsored by Gas the Energy Drink or Gas the Gasoline? 
Probably <laughs> yeah, there's drink. more money in gas to gasoline, but a harder sponsor to get. It's sponsored say. by Halliburton. Yeah. <laughs> Valero, since we're in San Antonio. Valero. Let's go. Let's go. All right. We'll work on that Valero sponsorship. We'll work on the gas sponsorship as well. Look into it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to sponsor us, uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter. MySpace. So everybody gets a 30 second review on the Alabama LSU game because we didn't talk about that at all. Go Tigers. Uh, Go Tigers. That's mine. Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow pretty much he good. locked up the Heisman in that game, I'd say, unless something goes very yeah. bad very quickly. It's not fair because Justin Fields doesn't get to play Alabama and win the Heisman. Yep. And yet. poor uh, and poor Justin yet. or I'm sorry, yet. poor Joe Burrow probably has to play for the Bengals. Poor guy. He but seems again, like a perfect see. Bengals quarterback. He's better than Andy Dalton. I feel from, like I mean, he's going from the from the But think about what Tua would look like in that Bengals jersey. Sexy, you're right. That yeah, would look sexy. good. Like Kyler Murray looks really good in that forty, or I'm sorry, oh, in yeah. the Cardinals jersey. Like he would look bad in like the Dolphins jersey. But look, like. Joe Burrow is an LSU Tiger, so he's already predestined to be a Bengal. And he's actually <laughs> from Cincinnati, so it's just predestined. It's I'm not Cincinnati, but just around the area. So I mean, close enough. Good for good for LSU. Hopefully Alabama doesn't make the Final Four this year. They haven't had the toughest schedule. They don't have the toughest schedule remaining, but, I mean, the, the committee loves L- or Alabama. They'll probably end up putting them in the Final Four. Yeah, we're going to do our research. I'm going to try to figure out what uh, Joe Burrow's high school mascot was. I'm almost certain it's going to be a Tiger. He's just going to stick with the Tigers. Could be. I don't know if y'all saw, but I said Devonta Smith was the number one in Alabama. Oh, he yeah? was the number one in that game. He had, like, 130 yards and two touchdowns. You're so good, Lincoln. Yeah. He's the number three consensus among people. They all think Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy are the top two, I think. But yeah. Devonta Smith can legit, too. We'll see. Future Cole. But also, yeah, those LSU receivers are really good, too. Is it Jordan Jefferson the, and there was Chase, like, Jamar Chase? There was like th- like four or five top receivers in yeah. this coming draft in that game. Yeah. I, think, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, in my opinion, probably like five of the top ten. Yeah. I saw something. There was like 40 guys that were supposed to be drafted yeah. among both teams. There was a great moment at the end of the – I mean – game truly over where like three of the better players on LSU ran down to one end zone where basically Alabama puts uh, possible recruits like guys who are currently in high school and they say hey come watch this game and so LSU players ran down to that end of the field saying fuck Alabama come play at LSU because you know if (laughs) Alabama guys are getting looked or guys are looking at Alabama they're also going to be looked at by LSU for sure. Yeah, that's really sure. funny. That's yeah. a really funny that's way to great. do it. I mean, shit, they just went in there and they beat them. So, yeah. who's the better team? Come to the winning team. Go Tigers. <laughs> All right, baby. <laughs> All right, that felt good. Uh, anything else you guys want to dive into before we say goodbye? At Lincoln DFS. At Thomas underscore Barry. At Josh underscore second. At the film RM. That's us. We love you very much, guys. We will talk to you this time next week. Until then, take it easy, y'all.